podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, the podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Uh, now, none of the guys you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves extraordinary, but they're humble. Holy way of living is exactly what makes them extra, and I am excited for you to meet them. Now, for those that have been listening to, uh, to MANA, you've noticed that each of our episodes is clocking in at around 30 minutes, even though we're really not trying to. Um, but fair warning, today's episode could wreck that curve and go, go kind of long, thankfully. Thankfully, we're past the days of tape recorders. We're not going to run out of tape. Uh, we just might run out of daylight or <laughs> electricity. Uh, because today's guest is someone who uh, sincerely has influenced me greatly in the maturation uh, and expression of my faith. In fact, I would uh, dare say, uh, not to put you on the spot, but there would be no manna uh, without this particular man's impact on my life. Mm. Uh, only 10 years ago, really. I was kind of doing the math with the girls, and it was about 10 years ago that we met. Um, like everything in his life, whether it's his beautiful family, his remarkable mission work, which we're going to be, uh, which he will be remarking about more today, or his championship squash game, uh, title holder at one point in time, he takes up the mantle of faith with a level of passion and unconditional commitment like no other person I know. Uh, he is a true warrior for Christ. In fact, I, when I was writing this, I remember when we first met, I compared you to the Apostle Paul, mm. and, and you were simultaneously like, you know, Flattered, but you're also like, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and this man lives with the courage and conviction to make him, capital H, known to all, especially amongst men of whom he mentors both young and old. And all of this is on top of his uh, day job, which he shepherds his financial clients with both intelligence and inspiration. And so I'm now going to stop talking now so we have more time to hear this guy talk. Uh, but without further ado, welcome today's Mana Man, Mr. Todd Johnson. Hello, Todd. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> it's a blessing and an honor to uh, be in front of you today. So well, thank you. As I said, there, where there, would, uh, there would be no Mana mm -hmm. without you. So I, this is, I feel like this is a little bit of uh, uh, like Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of a thing. And I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I know, Likewise. I know a little bit of that storyline. Likewise. <laughs> um, but hey, like I referenced, um, you know, kind of in the intro, uh, we could go in so many different directions here, and we'll go, we'll go in a few. But I did want to start, just because I know it's timely, uh, I want to talk about your mission work. Uh, you, you just got back from, from, uh, from another uh, uh, trip to Ensenada, Mexico, and I'd l just love to, we're just going to dive right in. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about other things, influences and family and all this kind of stuff. But I, it's just such a, it's such a salient and, and um, tangible proof point to how you are living your faith. Thank you. Uh, just un unconditionally and unceasingly. And I'd love you to just tell our listeners about kind of how it started and, and what you're doing. And cause it is, cause, and for, for listeners too, cause, t cause Todd is very humble. I just want to make sure that as Todd tells the story, this is not something that Todd uh, and a bunch of buddies just like called up some like, you know, mission to go kind of like directory and said, Hey, can we hop on a trip? This is something you, you developed on your own and has grown now from, 
some fairly modest beginnings to something that is, you've got 50s, I don't even know how many people nowadays. I, I still haven't made it. So anyway, I'd love <laughs> you to, I'd love to, ironically, I'd love to have you start off just by telling us a little bit about this Ensenada mission trip that you've, that you've started. Well, I think you just gave me an idea that uh, you, you need to come and then next year I'll interview you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, you're, you're being very kind and I appreciate that. This, this actually, this organization has been around for a number of years, since 1993, actually. We go through a Christian organization called uh, Youth with a Mission, YWAM. But, but how it started for my own journey is that uh, my, my best and dear brother, uh, Brian uh, Bovey, had gone on this trip back in 2008, and it was about 2011, I was really looking to get out of my comfort zone. And I called up Brian, and we went to lunch, and he was telling me about the trip, and long story short, uh, we got 12 guys to go down there and to, to build a home for a family in need, and kind of thinking that, that it was going to be a one-and-done deal. But God had much different plans. I've just returned home from my 10th trip down there, Brian and I, and we have another dear friend, Phil, who helps lead us. We just took 141 people. Uh, we just built 11 homes. But the, the bigger thing, the home building has become a bit of a disguise. You know, we, we created a mission statement a number of years ago. And that mission statement is to build homes and glorify God, not necessarily in that order, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And this trip has become uh, far more reaching than we could have ever imagined. It's, uh, it's loaves and fishes of what God has multiplied and done down there. And we've seen lives transformed with uh, people that go on the trip, to the missionaries that we build with, to the families that receive a home. And, and we just want to be God-honoring in every which way we go about this trip. And, and he has received a lot of glory on this, and if uh, well, because you go back and you you revisit some of the families that you build for, like in prior years, right? Correct. I describe it like this: you know, we live here in the Twin Cities. One year you're building in Maple Grove, the next year you're building in Woodbury. Yeah. So it's just a matter of changing out Christ's love for each other um, through the sacrament of marriage. You've joked, um, not on this on this episode, but you've joked in the past that Jen, you know, at times you feel like. Jen's faith has lit up, you know, even more at times and, 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 you, and, and where she's bringing you along and, and you've talked about you guys go on walks together. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so maybe just talk a little bit about how, how that, how, how your relationship it continues to just get enriched and, and even closer. I mean, for those listening who haven't met Jen, it's, she's an amazing woman and this marriage is just, it's, it's like it, best in class, but, but it continues to get stronger. I mean, it's just, it continues to, to get deeper and, and yet grow up, you know, higher. I'm running out of tree metaphors here. So, <laughs> so help me out here, but maybe just talk a little uh, bit about how, how, how that, how you kind of like keep that as, as a, as an essential sort of ingredient of your faith life. All, all glory to God on those comments. Thank you for that. You know, and that has been a journey too. You know, Jen has been involved in two different groups uh, in the last probably 10 years. And just like anything, when she's gotten involved in those groups and just to see her prayer life evolve. But, but she has just been a spouse that has literally been side by side. We, we, and maybe I've shared this one visual with you, what we aspire to, and we didn't come up with this, but, but I'll try to make this really brief. There's three letters in a marriage, and they don't stand for anything, but I'll make it really brief. But, but it's the symbols of those letters. The letter A, so picture a capital A, and the top of the A is two points, and that's what we got married as, and two points thinking that we're going to meet each other's needs and live happily ever after. 
And that's a total farce. Okay. <laughs> I fail Jen all the time. Okay. So that capital A can't work. So what happens in ultimately then is marriages become a V where since you're not meeting my needs, I'm going to go outside the marriage to get needs met, whether that be pornography, drugs, alcohol, work, working out, whatever it may be. But God's called us, and again, we didn't come up with this, but God's called us to an H marriage. And picture a, a capital H, and you got these two people that are focused on Christ, but they're hand in hand. And so we aspire, and we, we fail. We're not perfect. We're sinners, obviously. But we aspire for that age marriage. And, and yeah, you bring up uh, one of the best things I think we can do in our marriage is take walks because we're getting time together, we're getting exercise, but we pray together. And, and again, I didn't come up with this, but just when I, when I reflect on the fact that Jen is going to stand before God someday, what am I doing as her spouse to enhance that meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and we can't yeah. earn it. Mm-hmm. But what have I done as her spouse? And and God has allowed me to love his daughter and spend my lifetime with his daughter. It it puts it in a different realm. And when you can be praying for each other out loud, and I found that some spouses will say to me, Well, I, I find that kind of weird. I don't know if I could do that. I'm like, well, the beauty of a walk is you're side by side, so you're not looking at her. Right. <laughs> you know? So you're just it's just you're just talking to Jesus, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And even if you just said that to Jesus, like, yeah. I don't know what to say. You could just say, Thank you, Jesus, for, for the daughter you've technically yeah. loaned me. Yeah, totally. Well, and I do think I, I can't remember what what uh, what wedding I was at. Uh, and, and I'm I'm quite certain it wasn't ours, but but uh, <laughs> we won't tell them. But uh <laughs> But but it, but I remember the priest saying something to the effect of you know, as as married people you know, your only job is to get each other to heaven. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Like and so just wake up every morning and take up that. <laughs> that yeah. That's your uh, which I think is a that's a good work. And she's been a great you know because because I get a little too excited and you know she can she can bring me back <laughs> sometimes too. So she's been a good equilibrium to that and a great mom to our daughters. Well, you guys are role models for all oh, of us married you. people and, and all and, glory to and, God and dads that. and moms. So all right so we have now come to actually uh, the segment of the show uh, which I've got an army of, of uh, followers uh, not, not an army but I've actually had <clears> since, <throat> since since the podcast has launched I actually have had some great feedback from folks and and more than one has offered to help brand this next segment oh, of this show so i'm looking forward to it but in the meantime it's still called the fun segment so uh for those listening in case this is the first time uh first of all you picked a great episode to listen to for the first one uh, but in case uh for first time listeners this is a segment of the show where the where the the guests have had these three questions uh given to them in advance and so they can't feign uh ignorance or surprise or uh uh or anything like that. So, uh, so we'll get right to it. Then there's just three questions, and we ask the same questions to all the guests, and they've all been great uh, answers. So don't let us down, Todd. Uh, so fun segment question number one, and I, oh, this, these are all going to be so good. So if Jesus knocked on your door, which by the way, um, uh, we are we're recording today in in Todd and Jen's beautiful new home, and so if he knocked on this door, he the first thing he he'd do what I did, he'd be like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" <laughs> so after he complimented you on your house, uh, if he knocked on your door uh, and just wanted to hang out, okay, just uh, what would you do with him? I love the questions. I've loved actually listening to the other episodes. I love the questions. This one for me was was super easy and. It might sound strange, but I would love to do this. I would take Jesus 
uh, to a hospital to go on a floor where the sickest of the sick is. Be pretty cool to see some miracles done. <laughs> yeah. It'd be firsthand. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool to see someone that doesn't want Jesus to come into their room and how he'd respond. Mm-hmm. And to me, just to spend, as odd as that may sound, just to see him in action where people are knocking on death's door. And then from there, I would love, I know this may sound odd, but this is, Lord, you know my heart. I would love to go to a funeral with him. I'd love to go to a funeral with, with him of someone maybe our age, someone in their mm. mid to late 40s, <laughs> someone that, that went too early, yeah. according to Todd and Jeff, yeah. but someone who was a good guy. Yeah. But perhaps maybe not a follower of Christ. There's a great book, Not a Fan. This guy writes a book that, you know, I'm not a fan of Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. But I'd love to go to a funeral of a fan and yeah. just just see how Jesus walks and talks amongst that setting. Yeah. Here you go, John. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's come to, and it goes back to a little bit of my squash. When I was, uh, I was being trained by a squash professional for a couple of years, and he kept working with me on my grip. And uh, it was, it was, just a word that stuck with me. And uh, I remember seeing it somewhere of someone saying being in, in his grip. I said, well, what does that look like? Because I don't want to be in the world's grip. I want to be in God's grip. And so what I'd be saying to any young or older or wiser man is uh, four things. It's that simple, even though the enemy tries to confuse us. The first one we talked about, G, being in a group. Being, you know, if you're, I mean, my, but my best friend, Brian, I was telling you about his son, Charlie's in, in high school, and he started a Bible study. He started mm. a small group. But it doesn't matter the age. Yeah. Being in a group goes back to that accountability. The R, reading our Bible. You know, someone said that behind every uh, strong Bible stands a tattered and torn man, and behind every tattered and torn Bible stands a strong man. So, mm. so I, I find that uh, the reading the Bible, I especially like in, you know, when we were talking about death, Randy Elkhorn wrote a great book about heaven, He's, and he had a line in there. He said, you know, if you were going on a trip, wouldn't you study it? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to know? Like, if you were going to, <laughs> let's just say right. you and I decided to go play golf out on the, on the East Coast somewhere. Wouldn't we study where we're going and yeah. figure it out? Where totally. are we going to stay? And yeah. And you'd be like, oh, my gosh, there's a great restaurant. We had ch-. And when we think about eternity, shouldn't we be reading it? <laughs> where we're going? No prep at all. <laughs> we're just like, well, totally. let's see how this goes. The, the I in the acronym GRIP, the I stands for invest. And, and I'm not talking just our money. I'm talking our time. I mean, I, I look at what you're doing with this podcast. You're investing time for the kingdom. There's, we've, we've got these busy, busy lives and just be able to invest in one another, but also with our money. You know, I have found as a financial advisor, if you can trust God with your money, you could trust him for anything. He doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's just my happiest clients are the ones that give more of their money away yeah. than others. Uh, the P in grip, maybe a hard one for a lot of people is the prayer. You know, it's just because, again, we're, we're, we're going to church, we're listening to sermons or podcasts, or we're going to concerts, or we're busy with meetings, and I don't have time to pray. You know, and, and P is such a powerful way to commune with God. And, and one of my favorite ways to pray, uh, again, I didn't come up with this, but, uh, you know, my favorite miracle is when Jesus feeds the 5,000. Mm-hmm. And he gets these two fish and five loaves from a boy. But the miracle doesn't happen until the boy puts that in the hands of Jesus. 
So, and how often are we, you know, sitting there with our two loaves and five fish going, yeah. oh, I got to feed these 5,000. And Jesus is right next to me going, yeah, well, why don't you hand it over? <laughs> well, hold on. I can't right now. I got to figure out how to feed these 5,000. And that is my morning prayer. It's God, what fish and loaves am I hanging on to today? Yeah. You want me to hand over to you? Yeah. And perhaps maybe I should stay in the business of obedience and you should stay in the business of miracle working. Right, right. And that is a, I have found a great way to pray to God of just being real with them going, I'm holding on to stuff. Yeah. Well, and even um, to evoke Father Mike Schwartz again, you know, was a, a couple of years ago, listening to a homily, where even, even if it's not, you know, handing over and laying, you know, things at the cross, you know, for, for this, you know, level of, of, of assistance or help, even just sharing your mm-hmm. life, just your life, you know, he, and Father Mike said, you know, if, if, if God only knew, uh, what you shared in prayer. If that's the only thing he ever really knew about you, you know, couldn't read your mind, didn't know everything you were going to do anyway. Like, how well would he know you? Like, if you just counted up the minutes that you've actually shared, just, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, Jeff who? <laughs> like, what's, what's, what's her name again? Totally. <laughs> and, so, and so I've, I've kept that front of mind in my prayer of just like, just, just, you know, in addition to the heavy stuff, just share, just, just, yeah go through the day and know that you're going through it with God and, and just in the, in the, in the sense of like, what if this was all he knew about me? Right. How well would he know me? And, and, you know, and and I feel like sometimes we have to have this rehearsed prayer or we have to have an agenda. I I go back and my oldest daughter uh, a few years ago when she called me, I I, I remember specifically where I was on 694 and phone rings. She's calling from college and she had only been there a month or two. And I'm like, I answer, I'm like, it's like two 30 in the afternoon. I'm like, are you okay? She goes, yeah, I'm just calling to hear your voice. Oh, wow. Oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> but, but, but can't we do that with yeah. our Savior? Yeah. You know, God, like, she's like, I have no agenda. Yeah. I just wanted to hear your voice. Right. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's exactly what you're calling us to. Yep. And just how great that made you feel. Because she very well could have been like, ah, my dad knows me. Yeah, he, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and we do that so often. We're like, oh, God knows me. Exactly. You know? But how, how great that felt and how great God feels when we do yeah. call out. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm reminded, so folks that are, that are listening, you're not able to see this, uh, this, this, this uh, wristband that says grip on it. And, and I'm, as I'm looking at it, I'm reminded by this is the book that you have to write. Uh, and remember we talked about book covers? I think I actually had a... One of my graphic design friends come up with a a, a, a design for your book. This is it. So I love so, it. Uh, so we'll get in a group, read your Bible, invest your time and money, and just get before God in prayer. Grip by Todd Johnson. Let's not let's not make it more confusing than it needs to be. Fantastic. Right? Thank you so much for your time this afternoon wow. and just for inspiring all of us out there. And how Jeff, you thank you. You're a blessing, and uh, the encouragement you provide to me is and others. Even if there's one other listening, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, really, and I mean that, you are a blessing, and I love your your courageous step uh, in doing this. So thank oh, you. It's all him, like, like you say. It's all him. <laughs> all right, thanks, Todd. Thank you for listening to Mana. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com. 